Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Great Gundam Project. I am Jackson Tyler. I am joined by Anne. Hello. Hello. Hi. Have any of us watched any anime this week? Let's do the usual thing. Let's do it. Have we? No. I read a bunch of Sonic comics. Is that kind of anime, right? I. I mm-hmm. Is it though? Uh yes. Okay. How anime are the Sonic comics? I mean, there was a panel that was just like inflation art of Sonic, so extremely anime. Uh, is that anime or is that just anime? Is that like anime adjacent? Where's the line, Jackson? Where's the line between gross anime fandom and anime? Uh, I'm not here to kink shame anyone's inflation art today. I, I save that for other times for when I kink Look, shame inflation art. It's 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 icky. It's icky. It's icky. Whatever you be into, what you into. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's icky. But in this in that Sonic panel you posted, he just like gets inflated. <laughs> Yep. And that's the only panel in which he looks like that. Outside of that, he's just Sonic, but like, like full of like welts from being allergic to all the poison sumac. Yes, no, uh, it is a ridiculous thing. Sonic comics. I know you're getting into Sonic comics. It's a fun journey well, for you. It's that or play Sonic games. You know, <laughs> you did that enough for both of us. I did. I did. The actual thing is, I don't want to turn on my Wii U. That's what it is. I'm lazy and don't want to turn on my Wii U. Because that's the Sonic game I have to play. It's on the PC. I don't own it on PC, and I don't have the money to buy it on PC. I You didn't realize this when you went and bought it needlessly on the Wii U the other week. It's fine. Like, I... I whatever. Mm-hmm. If my experience from Forces tells me anything, I should stop buying Sonic games on PC. Well, that's fair. <laughs> yes. It is better than that. The port is fine. It just doesn't... It's just a bit iffy sometimes, but there's nothing wrong with it. Anyway, that's the Sonic Minute. Yeah, no, that, that's that's Gundam. That's a Gundam. See you next time. Uh, Amaro the Hedgehog. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, there we I go. I guess. I haven't watched any anime. I've just... Jackson. Yes. Oh, I, I, you, you, were you going to say something actually interesting or just talk about no anime? I was just going to say that I've listened to uh, Amma, um Finnish uh, Code Geass in in discord code geass is an anime yes that is an anime i haven't watched it well i have watched it but i haven't watched it recently but i have got to vicariously experience it once again through my friend it it seems bad look it's probably fucking terrible but i it was important to me when i was a teenager (laughs) a lot of things are important when you're a teenager yes that show is wild it ends in the dumbest way possible Anyway, there you go. We should talk about Gundam. That's the actual show we're here to talk about. We've watched two episodes of Gundam, as per usual. Uh, I wanted to, before we do that, I wanted to point out that a uh, friend of the show, Sam, helpfully gave us a spreadsheet of our schedule oh, for no. every Gundam oh, no. that we have to watch between now and when does it end? 2025, well, where we're at now? 2025, but plus whatever Gundam they make. Yes, no, of course. but In these eight years. So presumably about 2028 is when we'll be current. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll stop making Gundam. They won't. 
look forward. So the one that I wanted to watch uh, a lot because I like the gunpla from it is G Reco. We're not doing that until December of 2023. <laughs> oh, so fucking owned. <laughs> yep. You know, yeah, that's a shame. I, I wasn't going to bring up that um, spreadsheet because I'd forgotten it already because I had actively tried to wipe that knowledge from my mind. Oh, it, I, Looking at it, I just like felt my bones shrivel. Oh, but we've got so many cool shows coming up. All these names sound awesome. 08MS team. Who? What's that about? Who knows? It sounds awesome. I love myself and 08MS team. You know, MS Igloo? I don't even know what that means. Is it? Does it take no, place in no. Antarctica? <laughs> Well, maybe that might be true. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe, like, it, it could either be like a uh, weird um, acronym for some kind of technology, or it could be the snow one, or it could be both anime. Oh, one of them Gundam is just good. listed as unicorn, Gundam unicorn. Yes, Gundam unicorn. Is that the we, one where the Gundams are magic? Is that one of these? Might be. I don't Was Was Gister and G even there? Or Gister and G even in that list? Yeah, that's G-Reco. Oh, that's called that. Okay. Yes. I have the Blu-ray for that sitting around somewhere. Okay. Well, you will get to use it in <laughs> six years. Ah, <laughs> uh, can't wait. So long as I don't lose it. No. Nope. Got to keep those Blu-rays safe. Right. We're going to talk about the Gundam now. Let's play that music. Let's get into the show. First up is episode twenty-six. Shah returns. Or. Uh, Shah returns. Oh, hey. There we go. Nice. Yeah. The white base heads north of the island, where it will resupply and be repaired after the Battle of Odessa. As it comes into dock, it's spotted by a woman doing lookout for the Zeon, who sends a message by balloon to underwater Zeon forces being led by everybody's favorite evil boy, Shar Aznabel. He immediately surfaces the Mad Angler submarine and launches a sea lance to check if their port is actually of the white base. Meanwhile, the white base meets with General Revel. Their orders are to head to Jabiro in South America as soon as they're repaired. If anyone wants to leave the white base, they're allowed, but they'll be imprisoned for a year to prevent their secrets from falling into Zeon hands. Also, the Xeon have begun rapid production of new mobile suits to try to match the Gundam, so the mobile suits arm race is beginning, in which I'll assume will be the entirety of our lives as we go through the rest of these shows. <laughs> yes. Everyone leaves the debriefing to ponder their new lives as de facto soldiers. Kai immediately is waylaid by the spy who poses as a girl selling food to get his attention. Everyone orders who's going to look after kids, like they clearly aren't the mascots of the show and are going to remain on the white base the rest of the episodes. Meanwhile, Xeon's frontline patrol launched the aquatic Gog mobile suits to try to destroy the white base. Federation's ground forces aren't nearly enough to repel the mobile suit threat, so Amuro has to get in the Gundam and do the thing he does every episode. The Gog is bigger and more powerful than other Xeon units and is impervious to most weapons and able to catch the Gundam hammer out of midair. The white base launches a new weapon, the G-Bull, a giant tank which docks at the upper half of the Gundam and its massive cannons immediately destroy one of the Gogs and force the other to retreat. The G-Bull then docks at the G-Armor holding the top half and there are too many ways to combine the Gundam officially. Anyway, Amuro goes underwater and presents the Gog and despite getting thoroughly outmatched, gets in a lucky shot. The Gundam emerges from the ocean, damaged but successful. The spy woman watches from behind some boxes. Char returns the photographic proof of the white base and a desire to prove himself better than the Gundam and take care of it single-handedly. There you go. Uh, so, first things first is yes. that shot at the end is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in anything where it's just a regular like profile shot of Shah as he's looking on going, uh, they have damaged my pride. I must destroy the white base myself. Uh, and then he turns to the camera and like gives an evil look. But 
he turns as the camera zooms in and it angles on him in such a way where it's like it's just a cut to a different completely different angle but handled it as one shot because there's animation they can do but, that but also it's handled wild. in like three frames of animation <laughs> yes so it's like this intense crash zoom on Shah's face but yeah. with a rotation that couldn't be done by any human so it's just a strange thing and then it fades red and black because he's evil <laughs> Oh, None Our more boy's back. He he has been under the ocean this entire time. Apparently, even though he was supposedly sent home, now he's now in the ocean. Uh yes, he is. Yep. And he's got the gogs. The gogs are cool. They are weirdly monstrous. Like the scenes of the gogs like climbing aboard land and like crushing the piers is one of the enduring images to me of Gundam. The arms race has already ruined everything, by the way. It's already done. It's, I mean, like, it's, a, it's a me- immediate. It immediately happens. Revel, they, yes. Revel just hits, like, six slides in succession of all these different mobile suits, most of which I don't think we see in this show. And Amro's like, each one of these is a different mobile suit? And he's like, yes, begun these mobile suit wars have. <laughs> but specifically the fact that, like, uh, they fought Zaku's for basically 12 episodes and that was a big deal. And then the yep. goof shows up and that's crazy. And then there's multiple episodes where they have to adjust to fighting the goof. Uh, in this, we have a new suit introduced and owned in one episode. And that suit should be able to destroy the Gundam with how cool it is. But it can't. I mean, because... it, it does it does puncture holes in the Gundam's head, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. But then it's dead by the end of the episode and you're like, this... This this arms race has gone too far. Like, so I think the implication is that the gogs are like an older model suit because they immediately okay. introduce the cool version of the gog next episode. Yeah, no, it keeps going. Yes, like the gogs are the Zaku of the seas, so they can't hang. <laughs> the Zaku of the seas. Yes. we have our episode title. <laughs> we'll see. I write those uh, after I can, can reflect on what the episode has brought to us. Well, I, uh, it's at least my Twitter display name now. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, but the, the fight is very cool. I like Underwater Gundam. Yep. I like that General Revel's like, we should imprison you all for life, but actually we're just going to imprison you for a year. Uh, General Revel, like, is kind of a jerk, but is, like, the nicest version of the Earth Federation jerks that we've come across. Yep, he is a jerk, but it's like, I get, like, this is just war, I guess. It sucks for you. Because nope. is like, I'm literally just here to look after these kids. I don't do any war stuff. Do I have to be a soldier? And he's like, yep. I mean, like, no, but we'll lock you up. So, yes. It's not in my notes. Is it this episode or next episode where Amro chastises Fraubo for sounding like Sailor? Next episode. Okay. So, she's doing all right with the war stuff. Yep. Um, the next episode also revolves around someone leaving and not getting imprisoned. So I don't fucking know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> Though, look, if you were not going to imprison anyone, it would be cut. Also, like, he just kind of slips out. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that next next time because yes. there's, a, there's a whole thing there. Uh, another fun thing is that they just go to Belfast and you're like, oh, hey, this is Northern Ireland, I guess. This is yep. weird. One, hilarious to me that in the humanity going to space, um, the world becoming too... Uh, like two powers that are basically fighting against each other and everything kind of becoming meaningless aside from that. But apparently the fucking Northern Ireland island divide still exists. What is the state of the troubles in the Gundam universe? These are the things I need answers to. Well, I assume they just kept the names of the borders even though, like, the idea of, like, distinct countries on Earth doesn't exist anymore, right? Like, there's like, oh, it's Northern Ireland because what, like, there's no such thing as Ireland or Northern Ireland at this point. 
<laughs> no, I don't think you underestimate. I think you're underestimating the power of the that whole thing. I that think you totally... underestimate the power of almost every human is dead. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was weird. I just thought it would go cool island because the Northern Island thing is like a holdover from another war that's been going on for hundreds of years. Sure. Just this war has only been going on for like a year. So, <laughs> just yeah, this is me. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about island i just thought that was funny <laughs> all right fair enough nope. everyone is adjust to being a soldier pretty well aside from kai and fraubo oh poor fraubo poor kai they're not yep. built for this we have so many stock images of the ways in which the gundam can turn into things now the ep- they need bo- to they need to chill out a little bit both these episodes begin i think or maybe it's just this first one but one of these episodes definitely begins with um just the stock image of the like the the midair one is next episode. Okay, yeah, so, yes. Well, there's a midair one, but there's a bunch of different stock images of the way the Gundam can transform. That's, like, so much of the show now. I get yeah. that you got to save money. I get it, I get it. It's fine. But it's a Yeah, lot. but also, like, there's too many of them. You you don't need to keep making new ones. I would just accept that he does the midair thing every episode. Yep, uh, yeah, it's weird, because we talked about this last time where... um. The show has the progression of just one of these shows, but we always think about one of these shows as being defined by needing to sell the new toy. And so there's a new toy every other week. But they're, yep. they're not selling toys at this point in the 70s, or at least not with this regularity. I mean, we don't know. Like, maybe know. they are. Maybe they, maybe the show was a, conceived more as a toy seller than we thought. Because I thought, my understanding of the narrative was that the show happened, <laughs> then it got cancelled, and then the toys kind of picked up afterwards. My favorite cheerful Saturday morning cartoon, Mobile Suit Gundam. It is, though. <laughs> yeah, in except form, it is like a huge bummer at every turn. Yeah, but in form, it is exactly that. It is exactly Yeah, no, for sure. Like, it's but that. Like, that, that probably comes, like, the way that Sentai shows are probably came out of a show like this, right? Yeah. I mean, like, we'd have to, I don't know, talk to Dan or someone who knows yeah. the history of Ultraman and all this stuff. I'm mm-hmm. nowhere near informed enough. Uh, is it this? Uh, I'm gonna say this again because I watched these episodes four hours ago, five hours ago, and they're a little uh, dusty. Is this the one where the episode <laughs> ends with the Gundam's helmet like rising out of the seas and it's fucking awesome? Yes, it is. Oh my god! You want to talk about a cool hero shot of the Gundam? That is one of them. I also noted just how cool <laughs> that shot is. Yeah. Oh, and it like a lot of the time underwater combat is boring to watch because like in re- live action stuff it often sucks because you actually have to go underwater oh thunderball a fucking thunderball is so bad okay <laughs> it's a That's, really boring movie <laughs> it's exactly what i was thinking of the whole time because yep. <laughs> i hate thunderball it's deeply boring but then when you can just animate it it can just look cool yeah because the gundam is basically useless in the water but that does not deter amuro because he's a special boy uh so these aquatic mobile suits are just running roughshod over him but they're all piloted by idiots so <laughs> yeah that one this episode... will this will become a very important next episode <laughs> uh boy will it uh that one episode of the old clone Wars series where they fought in the waters of Monkamari, also good yep. underwater battles yeah, yeah, as long as you don't have to actually shoot underwater. Underwater stuff could be cool, but don't try to do it on film. Yeah, please. Uh, but it's very cool here. Also, he takes the Gundam hammer underwater, by which I mean the big mace. <laughs> yep. Amuro does, is not deterred by anything. Not anymore. Yeah, no, he's he's embraced being the pilot. I'm the lot. special boy. I'm Amuro. Yep. Nope. You sent me a message like, oh, it, the thing we were worried about finally happened, and I thought you meant that it, they were finally going to talk about Amro being a special boy. 
No, I, I, I was talking about the proliferation of mobile suits. Yeah. No, and you, that was true. You were correct. It is instant and real. Because yep. they're like, oh, we don't have Odessa Day to just hang this show on anymore. We need to begin the arms race. Well, now they've got to get all the way across the ocean to Jaburo, so. When are they going back to space? Uh, probably after Jaburo. Oh, it's been so long. Yep. Gundam is not I a know. show about being on Earth and fighting on Earth. We have less than 20 episodes left, so we will get to space sooner rather than later, I'm sure. Oh, thank you. Please. I think that's it for this episode. Yep, no, it's not a... It's it's an episode that comes after a big one. It's mostly here to be like, hey, Shah's back. Nope. Look at this girl. I wonder if she'll show up next episode. <laughs> episode 27 is called A Spy on Board. Uh, my episode is called A Female Spy Sneaks Aboard. <laughs> Same, really. General Revel receives a final status report and is leaving for a new front, but even he asks for them to say goodbye to the children for him. Kai, however, is taking this opportunity to get the hell out of there before they're shipped off and slips out of the base with a few words to Amuro and Bright. Bright chastises him, but Amuro offers his tools to sell and wishes him well as Kai departs. Kai immediately runs into the spy, who, fo- who calls herself Miharu, and offers to take him in, assuming that he got kicked off the white base. She lives in a cabin on a hill with her younger brother and sister. This brings our count of young people acting as adults up to 700 in this show so far. <laughs> Kai yes. immediately realizes that she's a spy because she asks him a bunch of suspicious questions, and he has, she has a gun in the bottom of her basket of goodies. Uh, he offers her some information, and then offers his sympathies over what she's had to do to stay alive in this war as he falls asleep on her couch. Meanwhile... Char begins an assault with him in the Sea Lance and the surviving Gog pilot from the last episode in a new, more powerful Zagok suit. The Zagok, of course, is scientifically the coolest mobile suit in the entire show, so this episode is clearly the best one for introducing it. These are facts because they're in the recap. Anyway, another big battle happens and Amra and Sela are in it. Kai watches from the cabin, realizing that Miharu couldn't have time to actually deliver her info. Miharu is pedaling her bike to meet her contact who also meets her on bicycle in the middle of the road, and he orders her to get aboard the white base with a pile of money and a promise for more. She comes back to find Kai gone and to say goodbye to her siblings. Clearly the most doomed person on a show full of doomed people. Yeah, yeah, Kai, yeah. Is tr- Kai is trying to walk away, but remembers all the times his good friend called him a coward and is concerned <laughs> for their well-being. He commandeers a motorcycle and rushes back to the white base to help because they're getting wrecked by this gawk because it's clearly better than all the other mobile suits. Too bad it's not piloted by a main character because it's repelled by Kai in the gun tank and Amuro showing up to drive it back into the sea. And then the two main characters destroy it because they're main characters. And look, Zagok is cool, okay? We're going to get more Zagok later and I'm ready for it. Kai comes back cool as hell, returning the toolbox and everyone's glad to see him because Kai's a good boy. Meanwhile, Miharu is snuck aboard the white base as it takes off, hiding deep aboard the giant ship awaiting further orders. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. Kai has like a big flashback about, oh, I need to, oh, I need to go back onto the ship. I can't just be a coward and I need to get in the robot. Uh, and all he thinks about is like bright punching him. <laughs> you know? Every time someone turned to him and go, oh, you stupid coward. Uh, and it's it's weird because it's not like, oh, I'll prove them wrong. It's like, oh, I guess I should go back. It's, it's a very strange moment just because Kai is strange with how his motivations work. Well, he's like watching the battle from afar and he's like, oh, they're so slow. I could do better than this. Yeah. Uh, God, I love Kai. <laughs> yeah, no, Kai is the best. I was so excited for us to get to these episodes of Kai being cool. Kai, like, in his jumper and jeans, running down as the explosions ha- happen around him. Like, the yep. the environments of this episode are incredibly cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's really good to just be in a city and, like, with the ocean and stuff. And this two-episode arc being what it is, is hilarious, as we get to see the white base go to a town, and because it's the white base, it brings death with it, and now that town is fucked up. Like, this episode, that town is already a ruin from the last battle, and now they have another huge battle in that town. Well, yeah, they, they like they have to launch the the uh, the uh, core fighter like out of the dry dock wall, so they just punch through it with the ship. It's uh, it's bad times uh, for Northern Ireland. Yeah, no, it's you know the troubles are here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the the Zagok shows up, and I wrote all those things because they're true. I love the Zagok; it's my favorite mobile suit in the show. I think it looks cool. I think it is cool. We'll see more Zagok later. Okay, good because so. it probably gets owned very fast. Yeah, because it's piloted by someone who doesn't matter. Just wait until someone cool gets in it. When does Shah have a Zagok? Next episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they they had to they had to wait until like the paint dried, <laughs> so they could have a red Zagok. Yes, okay, the previews okay. immediately show a red sock. <laughs> so I'm very happy that they knew what I wanted. Yep, <laughs> you'll get it, and it'll be my favorite thing in the entire world. So Thank you. yes, oh finally, um, Shah's back. Yeah, uh, so he, he's fighting the gun cannon, and all he does is complain about how much the gun cannon sucks because he thinks it's the Gundam, and he's like, "This thing's not impressive <laughs> at all," oh, and then proceeds great. to immediately get owned. Because the Gundam, like, lands down behind him, like, hey, I'm the actual Gundam. And they've had enough contact with the Gundam that they know what the Gundam looks like. They have solid intel on the ships and uh, the mechs that the White Base has. But they don't have, like, photographic evidence. Because, like, they tried to take a picture of the White Base and it didn't work, remember? Oh, right, because they had the radio, like, there's actual interference on photographs now. Yep. Yep. The weird degradation of technology in Gundam is interesting. Yep. So this episode opens with one of the most like artiest fucking shots in all of Gundam where Amuro is like calmly running down the problems with all the Gundam stuff. Like he's just standing at a podium and everyone like all of the soldiers are listening to him talk about how like, oh, like the uh, the G armor has two shields, but we have to disengage one of them when we detach and we really need to fix that. We need to build a better link. And as he's like monotone narrating the things that need to be done to make his war machine better, it cuts to the photograph of him of him and Matilda and everybody like in his papers and it just holds on that shot while he's talking, and it's the best. Uh, I like Sad Adi Gundam. Yeah, no, it's really good. It is from a wildly more mature show than this show sometimes is, even, and it's really good. Well, Gundam is always like best in these like quiet moments of these characters who are kids having to do the worst like having to do war stuff but not even the war stuff of shooting people but like i have to give this presentation on the upkeep of my war machine because that's who i am that's my life now like just these strange ways in which their entire lives have been fucked up and aren't normal and are just really weird uh and i like that a lot i think this is a great example of that yep so Maharu is clearly the protagonist of a really cool, like, limited run series of anime, right? Like, <laughs> all right, let's make. I mean, you know, but I give her three episodes. No, I give her. I don't. I don't, I don't actually Gundam. remember, but I. I can't imagine she survives this mess, right? The pace of Gundam is got to be actually like next episode, given the like Gundam generally introduced characters, and I think, oh, they'll die in about four episodes, and they immediately die. <laughs> Yep. is how how Gundam is. So she lives on this this cabin on a hill, and she takes care of her children, uh, no. siblings. Yes, 
And yeah, no, not her children, but like her younger sister or brother. And they are cute kids, but they're clearly like dealing with it because she's like, okay, don't spend the money all at once. I need to go do this mission. Uh, and she like rides her bicycle down to meet Xeon soldiers in the middle of the road. Like the other guy she's meeting is just the most middle aged, like high school teacher, also on a bicycle. And it's like this weird, like neo realist Italian film version of Gundam for like uh, three minutes. And it's amazing. I love it. I love it. The bicycle scene of them, because she's, she's on that bicycle and she's like, just scrolling, ah, going really fast down the road, uh, and then runs into this guy, and then they have this conversation. And well, to cool the thing like, is, that he actually passes her. Like they pass each other on the road, and then realize they're each other's contacts. Yep. And then they have that conversation, and later, like uh, Kai commandeers an old-looking motorbike. Yep. In a world where all the jeeps can hover. Yeah. God, it's <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, no, she's so doomed. Come on. She's fucking doomed. She runs on board. She's got the uniform on and everything. Uh, yep. I do like that the, the white base is so enormous and its crew so paltry that you could probably just hide on that thing forever. Yeah, no. It's, I, so I obviously began thinking about how, like, you just do that on the Enterprise. Of course you could. No one Yeah, no. That's what I was also thinking. I think, like, in Voyager, they actually seal off decks that aren't being used because their crew complement goes down so fast in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, yes, I was thinking like that. I think, could you do it in... Because I don't know what the White Braces crew complement is, but I thought about Enterprise, which has 83, and I'm like, that is that too small? That might be too small. Uh, but but the, like, the Enterprise that. itself is a really small ship. It only has like a couple of decks. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the second we get to the logistics of keeping ships, we immediately go to Star <laughs> Trek. It's just who we are. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fair. It's it's that the white base in dry dock is like dwarfing over the entire city. Like the dry dock can barely contain it. It's the largest ship in the entire world. In the previous episode, we are introduced to Mihiro as the white base flies overhead, and like it's massive. It dwarfs the house. It completely uh, like makes the whole thing shake. The white base is just from a different world, and it brings explosions and death and war with it. It's a bad sign. Do not have the white base come <laughs> near you. Yeah, no, if the white base showed up, I would leave. I too would leave. But without becoming, like, nebulously involved with the character, because then I would die when I left. Uh, Amuro just giving Kai his tools as he goes to leave is, like, the cutest thing in all of Gundam. It's really cute, but also, I I think it's cute, and I'm not saying I think that's a passive-aggressive move, but I like thinking of it as a passive-aggressive move. Well, then Kai's just, because Kai immediately takes it that way, he's like, what's he think I'm gonna do, open a mechanic shop? But, like, like, you you can go, it's fine, we're not gonna miss you, I'm the special boy, I've got this. I'm Amuro. No, I, I really didn't think that's what I was. No, it wasn't, I just thought it was funny. Okay, uh, but it's good. Cause and that, then yes, okay. and then everybody like immediately is like fist bumping him the minute he gets back. Basically, I I like how uh like Amro gets thrown in the brig for running away, and I don't think Kai that's gonna happen to Kai. Everyone's like, good, Kai's back. I mean, look, Amro stole the Gundam and was gone for multiple nebulous days. It's true, but uh, Sailor also got in the brig. Yeah. But that, Kai that was... immediately comes back and proves himself, and also like it was a moment where everyone said. If you don't want to go, leave. That's so he left. Yep. Why he wasn't thrown in jail is anyone's question, but Revel doesn't seem too concerned about anything. <laughs> well, Revel was gone. Revel left. No. And yeah, then Revel was goes. like, hey, say, say goodbye to those cute kids for me. Clearly, they're better than all of us. We, well, it would be cruel to split the kids up. They're not going to split the kids up. Frabo is yep. the sh- television show. They've already realized that the kids are like a crucial element to the balance of the cast. Yep. 
I mean, they they did the like making a face of the general. I think that was last episode. But when everyone meets the general, the they make faces. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was amazing. God, I love those kids. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, Shower and a submarine is also excellent. Uh, Shower doing most anything is pretty good. But aesthetically, like after everything being fake submarines, because that's what most space combat is at most points in yep. like just fiction, throwing real submarines in the middle of that is great. Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, underwater Gundam stuff is cool because it doesn't seem like it should ever work at all. And thus it is like, the, it's more fantastical than mobile suits in space to me. Well, like space is just like, it's, it's fantastical, but it's just what it's like the core of the thing. Like they exist yep. to be in space, but putting yeah. something that goes in space underwater is inherently cool. This is just a rule of the universe. Well, yeah. Like the stresses on it would be so different. Like the idea that it could exist at all is like totally like irrational, but I love it. I, I don't care. Speaking of doomed characters, let's talk about yes. Boone. <laughs> Boone. Oh. <laughs> Boone is uh, Shah's new, like, best friend, buddy, contact guy. But unlike Gama, doesn't even have, like, the importance of a past or any connection to anyone. He's just the other commander that Shah is working to sacrifice all his troops. You'll note that I wrote, like, three to five hundred words about these two episodes and did not mention Boone once. Boone so. is central in both of these episodes. That's how doomed he is. <laughs> oh, Boone. I Boone. fucking love him. <laughs> Just the prototypical nothing doomed Zeon soldier. He's I don't even remember Boone. what Boone looks like. He probably has a he has like a scraggly beard, right? He's got like stubble and some like curly black hair. Because okay, he's good. just a Zeon soldier. Help. Rip him. Rip him. Oh. Rip him. Rip Miharu. These are the characters that are clearly doomed. Yeah. I'm glad that Kai didn't die. I was there I was worried it could have been Kai sacrificing himself. Oh, we can't have that. That would be exactly the same as for you. We can't have that. I know, but the char- a lot of things happen repeatedly on Gundam. Gundam has its forms. That's true, but who would be the comic relief if Kai's gone? That's true. No one. I, I yeah. don't know. The kids. I mean, they. it's different. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of it for Gundam, though. I also think that's it for Gundam. I don't know if we have any any other quick takes. No, no. we will continue to do Gundam for the rest of our lives. Oh, God, we sure will. We're on the road to Jabro. That's what I say. That's what we will nope. say. On the road That's to the famous Pokemon song, On the Road to Jabro. <laughs> yes. God damn it. God damn it. Yep. Right. And that's it. We don't do plugs. We're all. No, we don't done. do plugs here. You know where to find us. Yeah. Thanks everyone for supporting us. Uh, we've we've been like seeing a little drop off on the Patreon just because probably because it's towards the end of the year and you know we've had a pretty big like rise in the last six months and things are like leveling off a bit and that's okay. But thanks everybody for continuing to support us, especially over the holiday season where I know everyone is broke. I'm also broke. I have like the prospect of potentially buying a new car ahead of me and it all sucks. Yep. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Enjoy the Gundam. Goodbye. あたたかい
アムロ振り向かないでうちの果てに煌めく星はアムロお前が捨てたふるさとだ忘れはしない少年の日の誓いを青春をかけ守り抜けこの幸せをアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は寂しさ隠すもの隠すものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に